Our God is God of new beginnings. So, let go of yesterday, take a deep breath, embrace this day, lift up your heart, and let's find God in this moment, in this space right here. I'm coming to you from the Garden of Eden, or at least a place that's kind of like the Garden of Eden to me. And what I want to talk to you today is about the person that you're becoming. I'll often quote Dallas Willard as the inspiration for Become New. The main thing God gets out of your life is the person you become. And my word for you today is struggle against sin. I know sometimes when you do videos, when you do talks, when you write stuff, certain things are going to pass uh, from one person to another a lot, and then other ones are on. This one is not. Anytime you say, we're going to talk today about struggling against sin, even the word sin has mostly been lost. Uh, Alistair McIntyre, the philosopher, writes in his book, After Virtue, about how the language of sin and vice has mostly been restricted now to talk about issues like sexual morality and the great issues of human character, the pursuit of justice. Am I a loving, generous person? We don't think about those things when we think about this word, but This is part of why I believe that the Christian account of the human condition makes so much sense. If you ask parents in a survey, what do you most want for your children or what are you most afraid of, on the other hand, the number one answer by far will center around happiness. I want my children to be happy. I don't want them to be unhappy. But that's actually not true. Way more than you want your children not to be unhappy, you want your children to become good And you do not want your children to become somehow wrong, twisted, bent, mean, cruel, bad. I did an interview years ago with a woman named Mary Johnson whose son was shot. And over time, in an amazing story, she eventually met and eventually became a friend, actually kind of a second mother to the man who shot her son. Amazing story. Uh, Out of that journey, took well over a decade, she began a ministry and she wanted to reach out to um, both moms who had lost a child to murder and then moms who have a child that has committed a murder. And what was very striking to me was she had many, many moms who have lost a child to murder to become a part of her ministry, her community, not a single one whose child had committed a murder. Because a parent's sense of shame and anguish over a child who has gone on the wrong direction, where was I complicit, where was I at fault, is so immense. I was struck thinking about Adam and Eve and how they had one child, Cain, who destroyed the life of another child, Abel. And to have somebody come after your child uh, is such a painful thing with your parent, to have it be... uh, another of your children. You know, that story is such a gripping story. Life is not mostly about becoming happy. It is mostly about the person that you become, and that's fundamentally about character. There is no such thing as a story without character, and character is primarily about moving toward the good or moving away from the good. I remember when I read Unbroken, the story of Louis Zamperini, and these horrible things happened to him, shipwrecked in the Pacific, and then prisoner of war in this unbelievably cruel, sadistic concentration camp. Uh, And then he escapes from all that, but he goes back home. And what's awful is then his life begins to fall apart, not because of what's happening to him, but because of what's happening in him. He begins to drink. He begins to make terrible decisions. He begins to come cruel to the woman that made him. And it's like, oh, God, oh, not that. That would be the worst, to have him become not just the victim of bad things, but the perpetrator of bad things. 
and to see him redeemed by God. Oh, thank you, God. Every story is about the unfolding of character. Les Miserables, Jean Valjean, he's the victim of poverty and awful things, and then he goes into the home of a bishop, but then he decides to steal the bishop's silver. And that's such a horrible moment because we love Jean Valjean by that point. And then he's caught, which seems awful, but it's actually an act of grace. And then the bishop says, uh, you forgot to take my candlestick. And uh, so go and be free, but always remember now, you belong to God. I have bought your soul back. And that idea of the redemption of somebody's character. All stories are about this. If you've ever seen The Godfather, part one, part two, part three, if you haven't, um, I will save you the time. The central character is actually Michael Corleone, the son, who is educated and bright, and he knows right from wrong, and he'd be on a good track. He's kind of the hope of the family, but then he gets pulled in, and first he's trying to help protect his father who's attacked, and then he discovers he's really good at this game of uh, cruelty and greed, uh, and then eventually he wants to be there. And we see the corruption, the loss of somebody's soul. Now, the problem in most of our lives is we don't see the drama of this. This is what's happening in Genesis chapter 3. This is sometimes called the story of original sin. A lot of folks don't know that phrase, original sin, does not occur in the Bible. Nancy used to have a bumper sticker she loved on her car called, I poke badgers with spoons. And it was from a British comedian, uh, Eddie Izzard, I think, who, when he was growing up, heard the phrase original sin, and he didn't know what it meant, so he figured it means when you're confessing to priests, they get bored by people re rehearsing the same old sins, lust, greed, and so on, so you got to come up with something original. So he said, my sin is, I poke badgers with spoons, and Nancy thought, was, thought that was so funny. We actually uh, had several bumper stickers made to that effect. Sometimes people think the idea of original sin is, well, Adam and Eve did something wrong and I'm getting blamed for it and that does not seem fair. And of course, the Bible teaches that God is fair. So I think that's not the idea. The idea of it is we all find ourselves fighting against something that is too strong for us. And we fail to see the drama of our lives is that they are about the person that I am becoming. And the great problem in this text is that... Um, Eve and then Adam are listening to the serpent. Serpent says, you will surely not die if you eat from this tree. For God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. And that idea of knowing good and evil is not moral awareness or moral discernment. It's you'll be able to participate in whatever you want to. If you want to do something that people tell you is bad, lie, given to greed or so, uh, you get to choose. You get to be your own God. And then the woman ate, and the man ate. And all of us do that. All of us miss the drama of the person that we're becoming. So the challenge, the invitation, the plea today, I know it's not going to be something that everybody's going to say to somebody else. You've got to listen to this one. Um, but it is the most important thing, struggle against sin. Become the person that God made you to be. And now, it's not enough just to try to do sin avoidance, try to refrain from doing wrong stuff. Uh, the invitation to Adam and Eve then, that character that's missing in that dialogue, was God. Listen to God. Talk to God. 
So in just the moment or two that remains right now, I want to give you a moment to listen to God. This is wonderful spiritual guidance about listening to God. This came actually from the Oxford group. That was the group out of which AA grew. And so these words were written many, many decades ago. But take a moment right now. All that's needed um, to be in touch with God is the willingness to try honestly. Uh, God is alive. God can do anything. God can be everywhere at the same time. God cares about you. God will tell you what you need to know, not necessarily what you want to know, but what you need to know. So here are the conditions for being in touch with God. You can do this right now. Be quiet and still right now. Listen. Invite God, would you speak into my mind? And then be honest about every thought that comes. What thought occurs right now? Might be fear, might be desire, might whatever it is, just be deeply honest about that. Not the victim of it, just honest. And then if you hear any sense of take this action, uh, make this call, have this conversation, or you are loved, is that thought from God. God, are you speaking to me through this? If I obey this voice, if I take this action, will it move me towards you and the life you want me to have? Today, struggle against sin, seek openly, honestly, to listen to God each time you think of it. End of teaching, beginning of your day with God. Thanks for joining us. My name is Tim. I'm a part of the team here at Become New. If you'd like to receive the emails that go along with each video, you can let us know at becomenew.com slash subscribe. Or if you'd like to receive a text alert whenever we release a new video, you can text the word become to the number 855-888-0444. If you have a prayer request, please let us know. You can text that request to that same number, 855-888-0444. There's a group of us who meet every day to pray over those requests. So we look forward to hearing from you. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time.